This is Tasha, author of Dear Strong Friend. I know exactly how you feel. And you are now listening to Rebuke. This is Marcus, and you're now listening to Rebuke. This is now the 57th episode, and I know I've been taking a long break, and you know, for personal reasons and stuff like that. And but the, the reason why I did this episode because a personal friend of mine just happens to be on today's episode asked a special quest to do this 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 one, and uh, I oblige. So I'm. I hope y'all enjoy the show. And once again, thank you for the support over the years. You can keep supporting my Facebook page. You know, that's my Facebook page. It's basically a page I post positive things about the black man and the black woman and uh, the black community because we see too much negative stuff. So you want to see positivity about black people, come to my Facebook page. You, know, you um you can support my page by sharing on all the social media outlets that you uh, soul desires, Facebook, social, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, Twitter. Um, also, I'm on YouTube as well. So this will be on YouTube is the show as well. Um, now we're going to get into the show. Now, my friend asked me to do this show because we have something in common besides locks and um, chocolateness. And <laughs> uh, my cousin, all, we, me and my cousin down, you know, uh, down south, we all constantly talk about how it, how it feels to be being the oldest in our family. Now, when I when I think about being the oldest, I, it reminds me of this movie. Uh, remember the movie Soul Food? Um, I forgot the character's name, but she was the oldest. She's the one her husband cheated on her with cousin Eric. Max Saint. Was it? Was it Terry? Terry, I think Terry. <laughs> Terry, uh, but she was the smartest. She was she was the one that did all you know, excel in every aspect of her life. Um, but she had to hold the family together financially in all kind of ways. And the reason why I um, gravitate towards her because I feel that sometimes that way as well um, as being me being the oldest of three. So. Um, the title of this show is Being the Oldest Sucks. Now, I know y'all going to have some negative uh, comments about this, but hear us out. Once we (laughs) we finish doing this episode, you're going to understand that, you know, it's not all roses and tulips and, you know, daisies being the firstborn out of your mother's womb. So, Mm -hmm. uh, let's get started. I'd like to thank my guests. And this is about her third or fourth time on my show, Natasha. And she's uh, any more uh, appearances? She's gonna be having a W two form and, uh, and filing taxes. Accurate. 
<laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, now, now let's let's get into it, man. Because I I can't indulge in this. What was what was it like being the oldest in your family? Uh, um, it was a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. and it was. A- Responsibility that I didn't ask for, and it was a lot of responsibility that I didn't have a choice but to do. Um, so, because I'm a girl, you know, I didn't really become quote unquote responsible for like my my brother until we got older. But I became everybody's babysitter, and it didn't matter if I wanted to do it or not. You the oldest, so get over it. You know, we trying to be outside or whatever we trying to do. You the oldest, so you want to watch all these kids. And that's just what it was. So it was just a lot of responsibility, a lot of pressure because, you know, (laughs) it's a lot of lives. (laughs) 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 But I mean, you know, outside of that, um, just just the concept of being responsible for everything, no matter what that looked like, Um, not just other people's kids and not just necessarily my brother, but just everything, you know, a lot of responsibility just fell in my lap. And it was just one of those things that you just had to adapt to. And a lot of people think that, you know, being the oldest, you know, oh, they're just naturally responsible or oh, they're just naturally independent. Sometimes you don't have a choice, but to exhibit those characteristics because you were thrown into it. Mm -hmm. Um. Me being the oldest, I I, I felt uh, I felt the same things you felt. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was a lot of opportunity. I, I think I missed out on a lot of opportunities because of me being the oldest. And me and you have another thing in common that we're army brats. So mm-hmm. um, that that makes it even worse. Um, I miss all opportunities because you know my my dad was stationed in in West Virginia one one t- couple years and then we would live here in Alabama and like you said I had to babysit my brother and sister whereas I should have been trying out for football or basketball and all this other stuff and mm-hmm. people, my friends were wondering why I'm, you know I'm so mature you know being the oldest I'm extra extra mature um, mm-hmm. it's because I had to do some. I wouldn't say manly things. I had to do, I had to suck it up and, you know, and learn quickly. I had to learn how to cook quick because my mom was working to midnight. You mm-hmm. know, I burned some beans and some, and some, and some pancakes along the way, but we, I had to learn quick to, you know, be able to cook for my, my, my siblings and stuff like that and make and hold down the house and all that. And so yeah, being the oldest, it, it comes with some, 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 some responsibilities and sometimes, uh, being the oldest, I, we're going to elaborate a little bit further on it. I feel sometimes I felt uh, ignored or um, not appreciated is the word Ooh. for me. Mm-hmm. Not appreciated, not to depreciate, but we're going to go into that a little bit more. Like, um, <laughs> so I'm going to skip this. I don't know because I, I don't want to know if I want to skip this question now because uh, this next question is what are the pros and cons of being the oldest? But the only pro I remember being the oldest is getting an extra, a bigger pork chop and some extra macaroni cheese on my plate. But I don't know, you know that's, that's 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 something for you. I I actually I struggled with this question a lot too because I was trying to be objective mm. and not 
space of like being in my feelings and I but I still struggle to think of a pro and I mean there were some things like um there was just certain things I got to do and my brother didn't get to do but I don't know if that was necessarily be a, an oldest thing or because I was a girl you know mm. so you know I'm not quite sure on that one um it, it, i got a laundry list of cons but the pros is is a very difficult thing to you you know i'll say this the the biggest pro that i can think of it affects me now as an adult and as a parent is that i can be there and be supportive of my son my oldest son because i can recognize when he's struggling with that dynamic versus something else and so i always pull him to the side and say you know you know ricky like this i get it i'm i was the oldest and so there are certain things that i just had to go through i didn't get i don't get to learn from other people's mistakes like your brother gets to learn from yours and my brother learned from mine you know i i had to just make them and then just suffer the consequences <laughs> and you know get over it um whereas you know the the younger ones don't necessarily have that downfall so that's probably the biggest pro <laughs> that i can think of is it just helped me be more relatable to my oldest child um that's great um i'm gonna have to say i'm gonna have to say the same thing because i don't have any children but i have an abundance of uh, nieces and nephews uh and i kind of gravitate towards the oldest for some reason i gravitate towards the oldest is, mm-hmm. And not not because I show favoritism towards them, like they're my favorite. I gravitate towards them because I know the the, the responsibilities and the things that my sister or my brother is going to put on them because yep. of what they learned from my mom and with my mom and father. And I'm trying to be like, yo, man, it's okay. I know that they hard on you, extra hard on you, but it's going to be all right. Just, just be, just be a kid, and all the other stuff, and and, and uh, the, like I said, but I, I, I struggle with this question too. I'm like I said, I'm trying to think of pros of being the oldest. I'm, I, I went all the way back. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like I really didn't have a pro of being the oldest. You know what I mean? Uh, besides, you know, what I'm saying receiving things first, but that's just. That's just natural order. You're going to receive, of course, you're going to get the car first. You know, you're going to get right. your license first, but that ain't a, really a pro. So, yeah. um, so the like you said, the cons, you could have a laundry <laughs> list. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so what, give me a couple, of, I know you got a laundry list, but give me a couple of your cons when you've grown up be, uh, being the oldest. You know, when I was growing up being the oldest, one of the main things that was a struggle for me was just being expected to know things. Um, it might have been an oversight or it could have just been just a she just wanted to figure it out type of mentality. I'm not really sure. We never really had this discussion, but there was always the expectation that I was just supposed to know because I was the oldest. And because I was the oldest, there was there were no room for mistakes. So it was like, you're the oldest, act like it, be accountable, look after these kids, make sure, you know, it was just a bunch of pressure where it was just kind of like, why is there no room for me to like when, the, in you know, anybody younger than me made a mistake, it was, oh, you know, we need to sit down and we need to figure this out. If I want all hell broke loose and yeah for real and it, it got real and it was and then it got to the point where we, then we started getting condescending and then we started like attacking intellect and just kind of making little snarky comments like you know oh I guess you know 
you know, you finally got it or something like that. And it was like, I finally learned because then nobody teach me. Like, so there was always the expectation of knowing and with, with zero, with very little to no guidance. So that was the biggest con for me. Right, right, right. Um, you already touched on it and it touched on the next question. And that, that is, and I did so to, to the audience. I did have another guest, but she was having technical difficulties. So we shout out to Nakia Benson. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully she'll she will uh, get better service. But she just texted me telling me that uh, it was a it's an outage in Texas. Go figure. But right. do you you already touched on it? Do you feel any added? pressure being the oldest and why I'm going to start it off first since you know the key is not here then I'm going to allow you to answer but I, I felt I added pressure because of being the oldest because like you said the accountability responsibility trying to set the standard for the other one so that you know what I'm saying uh, and it doesn't help that you come from a religious background either so now you got the, the religious aspect from it uh, attached yeah. to it so now now i gotta be i gotta be damn superman i can't i can't mess up there's no room for error uh I, you know i can't hang out you know mom says 10 everybody's you know i can't hang out past 10 5 because i ain't trying to be an example in front of my brothers and brother and sister you know what i mean uh because my parents will make an example out, out of me. So I guess the pressure of trying to live up to the family name, I don't know if you felt that way, but I felt that way. You know, you're Jones. You got to, you know, make sure you represent us right as being the oldest. So I got to, I mean, I got to talk right, right, walk right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, with even, you know, I remember, uh, uh, I think I, I went over this girl house. I was in high school. I went over this girl house and somebody snitched on me and said I was over the girl house, you know, and we had my parents had a family meeting. I'm talking about oh my God. Uh, I had a family. We didn't have sex or anything. We, you know, we kissed, whatever. But somebody snitched and said the black truck was over this girl's house. And I'm talking about we had a family. My parents and this girl parents met and uh nothing nothing bad had came out of it but the the expectation of me not want not uh being able to kiss a girl without being snitched on <laughs> is is crazy you know what I mean so and like not only that I got to have this response no I can't have girls over you know <laughs> I can't go over a girls house so that's the, the that's the con. I mean, the the thing, uh, pressure I felt like, man, I got I got to live up to these religious standards and these family name standards, and then my my friends also know I'm very religious. I come from a religious family and I'm mil military family, so the pressure I can't do nothing around them. Oh, Marcus, you know you can't do that because your parents, you know, I can't just be me. I, there's no room for no room for error, Ooh. so there was no room for error for me being the oldest and coming from my my family background. Um, mm -hmm. What about you? Want to elaborate anything about the pressure? 
when you said you couldn't be you like that was that was the story of my life i learned how to disassociate through reading i'm an avid reader i read all all the time but when i was younger it was so i could have some sense of me something that was just mine everything had to be shared everything like it didn't even matter if it wasn't even like appropriate (laughs) so like for instance when my friends used to come over and we used to have sleepovers and then my brother would want to come in the room with us why a room full of girls and you're like nine you know and my mom would be like oh he can go in there and I'm like for what like you know it was never a space for Tasha to just have something that was just Tasha and so it was yeah you really hit the nail on that one so I did a lot of reading um a lot of dissociating and it took me a long time to to learn how to like not go all the way in to find some type of solace, like to find other things that could bring me peace. Um, that took a long time, but yeah, that was, that was probably by far the hardest part um, was always having to get it right. You know, it was just that. So then, then, then you, you carry that over into other aspects of your life and then you start developing these habits and, and you know these and these reactions to whatever if you didn't get it just right or if it wasn't perfect or if it wasn't you know what it was quote unquote supposed to be it was just a lot of yeah (laughs) it was a lot of pressure it was and it was it was not mentally healthy either you know I I don't you know as, as I grew and as a therapist, you know, as I got further along in that journey, I started realizing like, damn, I've really been like depressed my whole life. You know, I didn't, wow. I didn't like, I, I, for the most part can pinpoint that yes, I've had anxiety for like the majority of my life. And I didn't know it was anxiety. I just thought that my chest felt funny. You know what I'm saying? I just thought, you know, whatever. And then when I started getting into spirituality, I just thought my heart chakra was closed. Like that was what I was thinking. So I was really confused when I went to an energy healer and they were like, no, your heart chakra is wide open. It's fine. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, cause my chest, like I can always feel. And then as time went on, I'm like, Oh, okay. This is anxiety. <laughs> okay oh this is depression so now i have to be really careful because i can spiral really fast and one day i'm fine and the next day i can't get out the bed and i didn't know what that was like my whole life because i never had time to process it it didn't matter what i was going i was told you don't pay bills you don't have problems so i learned real early that you don't have your problems don't matter i'm not gonna i I was well aware that i had them but i was also aware that nobody cared wow (laughs) oh You know, it, it it was like life has to go on. Nobody really cares. You're 15, 16, 17. You want to get over it because I'm going through my own shit. And I didn't my mom didn't do the whole like work four or five jobs thing. She worked at Boeing. She was straight more nine five. But after work, it was like, OK, so now it's my turn to be depressed and I can't really help you right now. As I'm as an adult, I understand. But it, it didn't make sense. You know, it's like I can't really help you right now, but you still need to take over the household while I go in here and handle it. How? Like I need to handle it. And so, yeah, it was. So then essentially I just became the younger version who just had to push through because I didn't have the support. Right. Right. Did you ever feel get jealous or feel some type of way about your siblings and how they were treated differently from you? You know, not really. The only gripe that I had um, was that my brother if he asked for something, he got it. It didn't matter what it was. 
if I asked for something, it was a complaint. It was some type of gripe. It was some type of inconvenience. You know, it was some type of burden. And it was just like, damn, okay. Um, but, you know, when we got older, I asked him about, I was like, you know, do you remember this? Because I want to make sure that this, what I'm hanging on to and angry about really happened. Or was that just my perception? And, you know, and we, me and my brother had a discussion around that. Um, and no, it wasn't just my perception. It was accurate. But then he disclosed you know, his own set of issues of things that he was going through that I didn't notice, you know, because I was too busy trying to <laughs> run everything. But, you know, I didn't really notice. But that was probably the only thing that I really had a gripe about was the fact that if he asked J- Jordans anything, it was done. I'm like, can I get this six dollar pair of kids from Walmart? And it's like, oh, my, my budget and my, you know, so it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never felt jealousy. uh or anything, but uh, I noticed, like you said, I noticed the difference. Um, the difference of treatment that my brother and sister received. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, one time I just bought this house. I just the house I'm in, I just bought it. And it's for my birthday's in December. And I got a gift card. So I'm up here thinking that, you know, I'm going to get me a nice, you know, amount of money. For this gift card, you know, man, they gave me thirty five dollars. I'm saying, I'm like, man, what I'm going? I can't even, I can, I can't even go on a date for thirty five dollars. <laughs> and I'm thinking about all the things there. My 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 father and mother has done for my siblings. I mean, for their kid, their grandkids, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you can't even give me. A three hundred and fifty dollar gift card, you know what I'm saying, uh, for not being the trouble child, you know, and that that's that's my gripe. I never was jealous. And now I think about it, only time I was probably jealous of my 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 youngest brother is that some some reason my it, it might be the looks. My brother may be a little bit more handsome than I am, and. My senior year, I think it's his freshman year in high school, the phone rang for him and I get him and the, and the, and the phone was dry for me <laughs> and I'm a senior. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, the phone was dry. We went in yet. So. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you, know, no, my, you know, my brother's just dark as me, but he just... He just a little bit more smooth, smoother than I am now. Now I think about it. Yeah, he was my brother. My brother was smoother, and I had to be the strong, strong, militant, you know, dude. And ladies wasn't feeling that. (laughs) Well, you know, I think it was just a matter of your brother had the luxury of of being expressive. When you're the oldest, you don't get that luxury. You got to harden and you got to harden fast because you're getting it from everywhere. Like we, I don't know about you, but I know I was already getting bullied at school. Um, and then I had to come home and deal with the bullshit. Um, and then, you know, and whatever else came with that, you got to harden really fast when you, when you're the oldest, you don't get the luxury unless you, um, come from a healthy dynamic, then maybe. But when you not when you're not necessarily from the most healthy dynamic, you got to harden and you got to harden fast because you you especially for oldest daughters, you 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 become the secondary mother in the household, whether you want to or not. It doesn't matter. Once you are born, you are mom number two. 
And then it doesn't help if mom goes out to pop out six, seven, eight more than you, you know, but greatly, you know, my mom only had one more after me, but you know, there are people out there who know that, you know, they, they can't handle all of that. And I'm not even talking about financially, just in general, can't handle all that, but steady having kids. And once that oldest girl hit is over with, because mom, I don't know if this is just something that clicks or if it's a subconscious thing, they just kind of take a back seat and they just kind of like, whew. I, I, I'm relieved because I finally got some help, and it's like, ooh, you know, let's let's rethink this. But that's how that's how it works sometimes. Yes. Now, now I want to expound on what you said earlier uh, just now on this question. Next question: Do you feel often ignored, especially if you're the successful older eldest child? Um, um, I, I have a, fa- a relative in the same the situation. She has a whole bunch of brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and she was the oldest girl. And I, her life her life is pretty rough, mm-hmm. and she's being ignored uh, all because and it's pretty bad when a child sits down with a sits down with a uh, my sister and says. I wish my parents didn't have me. <laughs> didn't have me because they wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And it's coming out of a child. Mm-hmm. So now she's now she's the eldest child. So she's she feels obligated and been brainwashed to like be the mother goose mm-hmm. of the child. So um, the reason why I say this sometimes being the oldest is that sometimes you you, you get ignored ignored and that in my in my relative's case but in my case me being almost i wouldn't say that all all my siblings are doing this decent you know what i'm saying but if everybody asked me who's the successful one they'd probably be i'll be to be the one uh, but but i'm saying that me being successful oftentimes got my got my parents ignoring me because oh marcus got it uh we don't need to focus on Marcus because he got a good job. Let's let's focus on the other two siblings. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I'm human. I, you know what I'm saying? I got feelings too. Exactly. Uh, all because I went to school and got my master's and got a government, a nice decent government job doesn't mean I don't need any phone calls or doesn't mean that you couldn't visit me. Uh, doesn't mean that all because you bought my my brother a living room uh, uh, set doesn't mean I don't want a living room set. You get what I'm saying? Accurate. So do 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 you often feel ignored by especially you um, being the eldest and being successful? I will say as as an adult, not so much. Um, you, you know, when we were growing up, I'm fairly certain I'm about ninety eight percent sure that my brother was my mom's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but as we've gotten older, I feel like it's shifted. I won't necessarily say that I'm the favorite, but I'm at least liked. <laughs> you know, um, it, so um, but as as growing up, for sure, I was definitely ignored. Like I said earlier, you know, I was just flat out told, like, I don't have time when I would be bored. And, you know, because as, as a curious child and, you know, always wanting to play and do things. But I was the oldest and my brother 
it was a boy. So I wanted another girl to be around and my mom was just not with it. And so it, I had to learn very early that, you know, she had better things to do than to entertain me. Um, so I had to learn very early to um, entertain myself and to be by myself and to learn to be comfortable with that because mom didn't want to, you know? <laughs> and so seeing how she was the only other girl in the house, then, you know, oh well and so um so growing up for sure and like i said she had whatever issue she had going on to where she was um consumed which you know when you're dealing with things you know sometimes that's your main focus so you know i i get that now as an adult but as a kid i didn't get it and it was very hurtful because it was just like damn why she don't ever want to spend time with me or damn why she don't ever want to be around me or whatever and you know of course as kids we internalize that so i just grew up like okay so my mom just don't fuck with me so oh shoot can i say that on here sorry so um (laughs) right my bad but she wasn't dealing with me like that so you know i learned how to manage as best i could without a mom essentially so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to reiterate. Some people might listen to this and be like, "Oh, these guys just, just pouting and just like, yep. uh, just it, you know, pouting and you know, mm-hmm. crying about being the oldest and all that." You know, but it's not really pouting, man. It, it's just, you know, a lot of us, you know, we, we in the black community, we just start getting into therapy and stuff and like that, and it's like. I'm quite sure there's some other things that we could go into, but we don't want to go into. <laughs> but uh, us being the oldest, another things like you know, last I had to keep a lot of you know being the oldest. I had to keep a lot of things hush hush. You know what I mean? Because it, I, a fear of not keeping the family together and stuff like that, and you know that type of pressure. Well, that, mm-hmm. that, that I don't need that at twelve. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, or at nine. So. A lot of people might listen to this. I'm just saying, man, th- this is not just some pouting session. This is basically, uh, you know, uh, real issues that elder people, the eldest child faces, you know, in the black community that needs to be dis- needs to be discussed. Like, you know, um, a lot of us becomes uh, the second or third. I mean, the second uh, mom or the second father, and it, it affects it affects us because I, I see it in my with my aunts and aunties as well. I just want to throw that out there. I just want to throw it out there before I go into the next question. No, Um, really quick. That's typical. That's going to be a typical response that we can expect to hear. um, Because when, when it comes time to talk about things that are traumatizing, especially in the black community, people would rather you just be quiet because a lot of times when you talk about things, it's forcing them to see that their life wasn't maybe what they created in their heads as a safe space. Um, so that's to be expected. So, I mean, even if people are listening, they are feeling some type of way. I mean, sit with that, you know, sit, I'm going to encourage you to sit with that and, and why you might feel some type of way, because I'm sure there are going to be more people who are going to be able to listen to this and actually be like, dang, I thought it was just me. I thought I was tripping. You know, anytime I tried to talk about it, people told me, you know, to be quiet or X, Y, Z, or I'm just complaining or I'm trying to be entitled when it's literally just people telling their stories. So I just the we live in a society right now where people are so appalled when people finally 
get the courage or finally get the space to tell their stories and everybody wants to be in an uproar versus just listening to understand even if you didn't go through it that's fine and if you're not an oldest child look look at your older sibling and see if you see any of this or could recognize any of this because i always tell people sorry going on a rant here but i always tell people you know especially if you're a parent and you're not the oldest you need to be especially sensitive to your oldest child because you don't understand what they're going through you just you have no what they're going through if you're not the oldest i have people arguing well i'm an only child that is not the same because you didn't have nobody up under you to you know you didn't become anything so you know or i had somebody tell me one time well i'm the oldest girl but she was like child number seven and i'm like okay sis no (laughs) you know you way too far down the line like if you are not the firstborn then you are going to struggle with your firstborn because you're not going to understand um what they're going through unless you ask them and actually and you know care um and you're most likely going to view your oldest sibling as what you want them to be like mm. got to be careful you, say, that- yeah. Dude, that, you said you, you, you hit something like and that was it really was what you really want the oldest child to be like because you do some studies they found that the the eldest child typically is the most educated and the most intelligent child of all the siblings if you do your according to uh, research but that's because hell the parents hammer down on them so hard to make sure they you know to make sure they get it uh so i'm not uh, and which i i i don't frown upon uh intelligence i, I love intelligence and, and, and education but it's the the ways and mechanisms that it's been given to the child that's the probably the, the the issue in at hand. So now let's go into this because you said you were a therapist. So this question is especially especially for you. So I can't answer this or expound on this. Okay. You said that some of your clients' kids are having issues. Most of them are the eldest child. Why do you think that the oldest child is facing the majority of the dilemmas versus the the, the middle child or the baby child, or whatever? Why you don't see many of them in your office instead of versus the eldest child? Because kind of what I was just talking about, parents tend to struggle with listening. If I under because with understanding comes a level of accountability. So mm-hmm. if I understand going through that some on some level, I'm going to have to make some adjustments too. And most times when people bring their kids to therapy, they just want you to fix as if they're broken, fix their kids, and leave, the rest of us are fine. Just do something with them. But when when you bring the whole dynamic together and you kind of start paying attention, you're like, this is what is going on with them. Most times it's a reflection of the parent. So now the parent is going to have to make some adjustments. And so when we get to a space where we want to make adjust, where we have to make adjustments or be accountable, there's resistance. Um, and it, 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 it might not necessarily be intentional. Um, I'm going to change my verbiage and say um, ambivalence, not resistance. I'm going to say ambivalence, meaning that, you know, that they, they may understand that there needs to be some change, but there's a fear of change, even though we understand the outcome could be beneficial. So they may become a little ambivalent with their children, which then leads them to just kind of like be dismissive. So the kid might say, you know, I feel like, OK, I'm going to use a, a client. I had one time example. He was like. 12 and um 
it, it was a family and it was a bunch of them and they all lived in the house together. I heard somebody died and they everybody just ended up moving in together. It was a lot of people in the house. And he had a two-year-old cousin that was allowed to do whatever he wanted to do. So this cousin would come up and just like slap him and, and just, just like walk away, you know. And so the the and he was not allowed to hit him back. So one day he finally hit the little boy back. The little boy went and cried and told and he got in like a whole lot of trouble. Well, anyway, after doing some therapy for several weeks, we just came to realize that the issue is, is that he has all the consequences, but nobody else in the house has any consequences. And so, but the beautiful thing about this family is mom was very receptive. Like, just tell me what I need to do. I just want, you know, things better. So then we started pointing out these things like, okay, so why is it that this gets to happen, but he gets consequences, but none of the other kids get consequences. So anyway, you know, we went through that whole dynamic and, but you know, it, thankfully for him, his mom was like, okay, I see what you're saying. So now we need to figure out how to navigate this differently. But a lot of children are not that fortunate. A lot of parents are like, okay, but I mean, yeah, they might not have consequences, but he still shouldn't have. And it's always just back on the kid and it's never it's it's almost like they take the child and alienate them and make them the problem. And you just need to fix that. And if you could just fix that over there, the rest of us will be fine. Not realizing that everybody plays a part. So that's the biggest thing that I notice when it comes to the oldest child. Mm, mm, you remind me of something. Uh, I remember, I remember my nephew, uh, he complained about, you know, my, well, my niece, She's pretty heavy handed. She hit my nephew and my nephew uh, tried to hit her back. And, you know, and she's the only girl. Mm -hmm. so of course, the father was like, you better not hit her when she hit me. And, you know, like you say, it goes back to those consequences. It's mm -hmm. OK for the, 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 the sister to hit mine, hit him. But he can't hit her because he's, quote, quote, the oldest. The oldest is supposed to just take punishment, which is which is crazy. Logic, mm -hmm. and, you know. Yep. Even I'm even member. <laughs> even when I got whoopings or something, and me and my brother got whooping, I'll get more licks because I'm the oldest. Like you, yep. you're. <laughs> you, yep. you, I remember I had to stick my hand out like this, and we had to do this. And you're like, okay, you get ten, and he gets seven. I'm like, what? We did the same crime. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh we did the same crime. So, yeah, you brought back some memories with that one. Yeah, but so, yeah, it, it, like I said, it's crazy being the oldest in, 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 in this in this in this uh, world, especially in the black community. Now, has being the oldest affected your relationship with your siblings? You just said it's just you and your brother. Uh, mm -hmm. But go ahead. Go ahead. And ask, ask them because I'll tell you well, my side. No, me and my brother have actually always been close. Um, and because I didn't have much resentment for him, I think that's why it didn't really affect anything. Um, but he he also had a lot of insight into like some of the mistreatment and could could clearly see that, you know, he had some advantage or leniency that I just didn't have. So he was he was way more aware than I was. I was aware that he was growing up until we got older and we kind of started talking about some things. And, you know, he made it clear that, you know, a lot of he didn't really appreciate a lot of what I had to go through. And so um, but no, we didn't we didn't know we're we're really close. So we don't we didn't have any any issues like that as far as like our relationship goes. Cool. I hate to say this, but mine was the total opposite from you. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm gonna use I'm I'm the eldest of three. Um, me and my brother are not as close as we should be. Okay, and that's because of the way we were raised. So mm-hmm. I was raised in like that super religious military background soldier mentality. If not, if you if you know me, you know then you'd be like, oh, I understand. A lot of people don't know me. If you don't yep. know me and you talk to me like, well, man, who's this nigga? Then you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But if you know me, like, oh, it clicks. You know, if you know, oh, I, I see how he's raised. It clicks. So mm-hmm. I was raised that way. My brother acts the total opposite. Of the way I was raised, so I view him as a rebel, and we kind of, we kind of clash. We kind of clash, oh, uh, real a lot. So, um, uh, so we just start getting, um, uh, getting better in our relationship. So, uh, and. Another example, me and my sister, we've been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But based on my reputation and stuff, there's something happened with my sister. I think my sister, I think I know, my sister got pregnant. And you know how it is, in, you know, uh, in the black community, you're getting pregnant without out of wedlock and stuff. So, you know, they hammered on her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, based on my reputation, I was the very last one person to know that she was pregnant. Because they know that Marcus have this high expectation of the people that's around him. That's just not just just that my siblings. Even with you, I have high expectation because you know you, we're your friends. I don't mm-hmm. expect you to do certain things that, but that, but that's not is that realistic or even that even that is is that even fair to you? you know, but mm-hmm. that's just how I think. You know what I mean? So. I have these expectations of people that I, I, I view that should excel at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And and I was shocked that I was the very last one to find out she was pregnant. And she was scared to tell me. She was scared mm-hmm. to tell Big Bruh. Like, uh, I mean, my sister, we talked about, she's an AKA. You know, I helped her out, talked about Greek life or talk about stuff like that. Talk about how, to, you know, how to maneuver this and help her with issues, you know, issues when she was, you know, uh, bumping heads with my mom. But she couldn't get to the grass to tell me that when she finally told me she was crying on the phone. And I was like, you know, sis, it's OK. You know, it's OK. Um, you know, my, my dad told me, but it kind of is it kind of startled me like, damn. People are scared to actually tell me that they messed up, you know. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> you know, it's people. I'm like, damn, I'm the boogeyman or something like, I, you know, uh, or something like that. So the reason why I'm saying all this is because it kind of is a strain on my relationship with my brothers and sister because I was the my, I always say my mom and dad are the generals. I was the first lieutenant colonel, like, and I played that lieutenant lieutenant colonel very well. Like, it, it wasn't it is no problem for me being a general if they fell out. So they kind of I'm big bruh, but really I'm dad number two. Yep, so, that's what it is. And yep. and that's what I'm like, man. I, I I wish I had a better relationship with them to where they could talk to me and. Uh, about anything 
and, and stuff like that. It has gotten better, but being the oldest and the way I was, the pressure that was put on me and the responsibilities, accountability, the, you know, and all that, I had to make sure that I represent the family in every aspect uh, without embarrassing them. They kind of, it kind of put a strain on my on my siblings. You know, I want to offer another perspective. Um, I I think a part of that, and I've heard, I've had people verbalize this to me. Um, I think a part of that also is their perception of you as in you have it all together. So when people view you as someone who has it all together, they don't want their flaws to be um, expressed to you. I had a friend one of my closest friends and she didn't tell, well, she didn't tell anybody, but she especially didn't tell me she was pregnant with her oldest until she, I don't know, she was like six, seven months. And I was like, um, no. And, and I, I knew something was up cause her clothes were just too big. You know what I'm saying? Not, she didn't wear it, but it was just, everything was so big, but I couldn't see a stomach. And then she finally told me, she was like, I was so scared to tell you. And I'm like, why like what do you mean scared to tell me what are you scared of i'm confused and she was just like because you just have it together and i'm like what like you you of all people you have inside knowledge on my life and even with her being the person who watched me go through everything she still thought that i had it together so much that she couldn't reveal her own flaws to me and so like and so sometimes it's not necessarily like, you know, is it is it me or, you know, how I am or whatever. Sometimes it's, they see you in, in such a high regard that they just couldn't bear to disappoint, even right. though you're over here confused. Like, why would I be disappointed? <laughs> but to them, they're an impact been made and it, it's rough for them. I got you. I got you. I'm gonna, I was going to elaborate there, but I'm going to say this point for the closing. Um, the last question is, what advice would you give or tell parents on how to treat the eldest child? Like you said, you have your, you, you have two, two boys, so you, you, have, you, you have experience in this, but what advice from a mother and a therapist would you tell parents how to treat the eldest child? Because you know they be like, well, I treat my all of my children the same. A no. lie, Negative. a damn lie. So, what what advice do you want to tell the the, the black community about this? What, what advice or or steps they need to take? I think first things first is that people need to be real with their expectations. You can't run around here and and designate your child head of the household when you're not around, but then they're supposed to stay in a child's place when you are around. You're gonna have to pick. Hey, stop, 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 stop. Man, repeat that again for the people in the back. Go ahead and start over again. <laughs> if you're going to, you, you, you're going to have to pick which one you want your child to be. Do you want them to be a surrogate you or do you want them to be your child? You can't have both. So if they're going to be a surrogate you, there are going to be times where they're going to challenge you. They're going to have questions. They're going to have opinions because they're running things behind the scenes when you're not around. So you don't get to come in and just uproot everything that they've worked, the dynamic that they've worked to keep the ship running while you were gone. So you need to pick one. Either they're going to be the mini adult of the household or they're going to be your child. And if you out here having a whole, whole, whole bunch of kids, they are not your um, your free babysitter. 
It's, it's just what it is. They're just not, you know, that those other children are not their responsibility, no matter how much guilt they may feel and, and how much obligation they may feel. If if you want your children to be children, you have to allow them to be children. It's too many people wanting their children to be adults in, in their absence. But then when they come around, they're like, all right, you can go on back to being a kid now. No, you didn't gave me way too much responsibility. I got this. You know, so that that would be my biggest piece of advice. You need to pick which one you want your child to be. They're either going to be, you know, uh, the 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 next in charge, meaning that y'all need to sit down and have some real discussions and you need to be open to that or you need to let them be a child. Well, well, the doors of the church are open. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, if I if I can give any advice, I don't have any children, but um, if I can give any advice to them to them, and I remember this uh, meme on Facebook, and there's a, there's a picture of a lion, and I think the meme goes something this: even the strong ones need to be checked on or something like that, mm-hmm. and that's how I feel sometimes mm-hmm. being the oldest. I feel like that lion that has to be strong has to protect the pride, the the pride and and all this other stuff. But nobody checks on me to see if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Parents, your eldest child, if they, especially like what Natasha just said, if they have a lot of responsibilities and they you expect a whole lot out, out of them to the point that they're almost adults. You need to check on them and see if they're okay. I don't care what age, 13 or 33. You need to see and if they're okay. They're okay, man, because they carry that stuff all the way to, to through life. And I know this because I, I have I have uncles that said, man, I wish I had a better relationship with my sisters and brothers because they had to be the man of the house in, yep. in, in certain instances. Mm-hmm. And that should not be the case. Kids, the baby from the elder should be able to experience softball practice and uh, 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 being able to express themselves and without, you know, the consequences varies because I'm three years older than the, the baby or five years older than the baby and three years older than the middle child and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I understand that parents might have their favorites. That's just, I guess that's natural. It is natural. Uh, But um, you should treat each kid fairly. And I just feel that the oldest child in the black community is not treated fairly. It's often ignored. And they're uh, being used as a designated babysitter. And Instead of being treated as a child, that's mm-hmm. my advice to them. Let them know that just like that lion, they they often have to be forced to be the strongest one out of their siblings. Doesn't mean they need to be. Doesn't mean they need to be communicated. Doesn't mean they don't need. I mean, communicated to, or doesn't mean they need to be checked. Doesn't mean you know. What I'm saying they'll, they 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 don't need any help or any, any regards. Uh, like I said before, all because. Um, you buy buy my buy some of siblings some uh, uh, some clothes or some give them some money. Does not mean I don't need any money. 
It's not my fault I made right decisions and sound decisions as the eldest. It kind of reminds me of the the saying, the, the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Uh-huh. Kind of how it is. It's like when, when you have one that that is successful or what you would call low maintenance, then parents tend to overlook those. And and like you said earlier, like, oh, they're fine. And a lot of times we're not fine. You know, so you I understand that the squeaky wheels, you know, you got to this one's over here messing up in this area. This one's over here messing up in this area or doing this or doing that. Then you got this quiet one in the corner and you think it's all good because they're quiet. It's not. It's not. And a lot of times the oldest children in the black community are suffering emotionally and they're just overachieving outwardly. And so then we think, oh, they're good when they're not. They breaking down, crying themselves asleep, all types of things because nobody is stopping to say, hey, are you, are you good? You know, are you straight? You know, it's just like, oh, no, they're good. They're fine. They got money and they're they're not they, make, they ain't calling us for nothing. So they're good. And the reason they're not calling you for nothing is because they probably wouldn't be able to keep their composure on the phone talking to you. So that, we have that, to be my- that's what brings me back to Terry from Soul Food. Accurate. Nobody checked on Terry from Soul Food because she was this big, I believe she was a lawyer, this big lawyer, whatever, had the money and all this. But there's several episodes where she just broke, she broke down, you know, uh, emotionally and stuff. Because she had that that too much of that pressure, man, and being the oldest and certain, and you know your family may not be different. Y'all might y'all might have had the Huxtable family. Y'all might have been the Huxtables, uh, but but it, you know, I, 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 a lot of people thought my family was the Huxtable. I'm telling you, we far from it. You know, yeah. it might look that way, but we far from it. But right. I'm just saying, being the old, uh, that's my advice to, to the parents. And like I say, you might not, you might not even take it or not. Be able to talk to, have sound conversations with your elders. Have uh, ask them about the, how they've been treated or uh, different. Uh, are they being treated fairly? And you know, treat them. Just, you know, and just don't ignore them because they they might be going through some trauma, uh, eternal trauma that you don't know of, all because of the the, the added pressure and responsibilities. That's my take on that. Be open to conversations. Don't ask them nothing and then get pissed off when they tell you the truth. So if you go there, you need to be open to hearing because once you open Pandora's box, a lot of the accountability and responsibility is actually going to fall on you. So if you, you know, before you go stepping over there, tiptoeing like I'm going to find out, be prepared because you'll be surprised at what when a child finally just (sighs) what will come out. So open don't don't flip out on them and get pissed off because they telling you the truth because that's what you asked for so cool cool well folks that's the end of my show um hopefully y'all grab something and and, and learn something about that being the eldest child in the black community um once again uh thank you for the support thank you for natasha for coming on the show Shout out to Nakia for trying to come on the show, but right. the issue issues I would I would love to have her ask her her, um, her point of view, but maybe I can get her on another episode uh, right. to talk about something. Um, before I, I go, I always go out um, talk about uh, give you my slogan that is knowledge is power, economic freedom is salvation. But if you put the two together, we could build a great nation. This is Marcus with Rebuke Podcast, and I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.